Welcome to Bob and Joyce on this first day of 2024. You know, uh, there's a lot of talk about setting good intentions and making New Year's resolutions. And this is not only true on a personal level, but also true within organizations. And so in the spirit of the New Year, Joyce shares a process she, that she used 15 years ago for a senior team at Delays to measure how they're going to be rated on and also how they measure their peers. Pretty innovative at that time and still innovative today. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hello, Bob. Hello, Joyce. Come on in, people. It's the new year. Bye-bye, 2023. When, when we're going to be perfect. We're going to get everything right. <laughs> be crisp and brilliant. That's what our commitment is. Oh. Not. So anyhow, in terms of aspiration, I wanted to bring up again um, a list of models. A list, uh, start over. I'm not going to start over. You're making me start over. Oh, boy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Do you have the, all those goals set? Are you ready to be perfect? Uh, I am. <laughs> I, I, you know, I do. Uh, my New Year's resolutions are pretty bizarre because I, instead of committing to do something, I usually commit to stopping doing something that's good for me, like use a treadmill machine. I'm going to go the entire 2024 year without doing one step on a treadmill. Yay! 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 <laughs> I'm I'm going to um, check frequently to see what I'm doing feels expansive mm. and healing and creative and good for the world or where it feels contracting and try to stay in the expanding arena. Now that that's going to be my measurement, not a goal, yeah. just how right this minute. So anyway, though, in terms of self-assessment, I dug up the model for top-level leaders in a company written by top-level leaders in a company, I had uh, an executive committee choose what they would be willing to be measured on by one another. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And measure others on. And it's simple, sim similar to the learning group model that we used with the store managers, that, yep. the, that the feedback on certain elements to one another was the most, the strongest mechanism for learning. So this, these were written 15 years ago, people. So it makes me proud <laughs> of the executive <laughs> committee because they are pretty much still on the ball. Yeah. Can um, I, can uh -huh. I and, and this will hopefully build some anticipation. Oh, When you shared this list with me, I was amazed how uh, it's so true, if not more relevant and true today, what uh, that group came up with 15 years ago. And you know what? We think about boilerplate uh, performance review criteria uh, or competencies. Uh, boy, this was uh, ahead of its time, if you will, because it was anything and but boilerplate. And for ODHR people, I really... Uh, suggest you have groups, maybe very large, create their own model for what they're willing to be measured on that they think 
serves the organization and serves themselves. It's rather than buying a big model. They serve a purpose. The others do. But then what you're willing to be measured on and measure others on is pretty potent. So anyhow, there are a lot. So uh, you guide me, okay? Okay, Joyce. (laughs) So what's number one? (laughs) Okay. They said you got to be visionary. Uh, See strategy as a living entity that shifts shapes as needed. Um, Ability to see ahead and shape the future in their own mind uh, that are still too big and not exciting yet to others, but they they have it coming. They're, They're dreaming it up. An ability to craft a vision so that people see it with them mm. or involve them. Uh, then this was, they were very strong on, you got to be pragmatic. Because I said, what what comes after visionary? And they said, pragmatic. I said, oh, you got scared with the vision, huh? And yeah. they said, yeah, you got to be good at facing brutal facts. Uh, waste no time on regret. Instead, learn, test the environment, to check the pulse for uh, information. And... Um, how to live in constant change, but still make solid commitments. The pragmatism in food retailing is very necessary. Then they said, oh, gosh, you got to have an organizational point of view. Have a strong ambition for the company as a whole that you need to see the company. Uh, and they laughed and pointed at me as a person. <laughs> or animal to say, is it aging? Does it need a rest? Does it need a booster shot? What's it need? Um, and also that there was a sense of stewardship for the company. You know, you yeah. liked it, you cared for it, you were on its side. And to be humble about yourself, very proud of the company, and try to get that same sense of pride in the company instilled in people. And it comes because they like, not. you can't tell people to be proud, but they'd love to measure the pride. And this goes with pragmatic results, 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 be restlessly discontent. And I remember there was a mm, I love that. conversation about that. Restlessly dis- discontent, uh, know how to focus time and attention on the highest priorities to achieve the greatest impact. It's tricky because that means you're not doing quite a bit and work at the edge and don't fear creating good demand on the company. We have external demand now that's rampant, but how do you create good company demand that is exciting and you know pushes forward? All right, communication. It means that, that you have to have a compelling and an authentic leadership voice. Go get somebody to help you if you don't have it. <laughs> and you have to constantly set the context for people and you have to have good everyday people skills. The thing that was emphasized was when you get a strategy or when you have a direction or you have your values, you may get bored with saying them, but you have to live and say them all the time, all the time, all the time. Don't change the words because Mm. it is like playing the telephone game. Everything gets diluted and distorted. And what you do as a top leader is keep it clear and simple and constant. Then they brought up one uh, curiosity, which is very in today. Yeah, very um, hot. Engagement with the marketplace, explore competition, ask more questions, then give answers. Constantly scan the world for what's that new green growing edge. Where's the green growing edge? 
Then they mention, and this I think is so true, energy. Physical yes. energy. You have to be beyond average physical and mental energy, able to switch gears quickly, endurance, ability to create organizational energy, and that they know how to manage organizational energy. Mm, a um, big one. Yeah, and, and we could do a whole, any of these, we could do a whole segment on. Um, and then the whole teaching and learning environment, the driven to work on self-improvement, uh, models learning from mistakes, demands it, which means failure has to be acknowledged, scan at the worldwide level for new ideas and learning, and sees every interaction as an opportunity to teach or learn and then modify point of view. And we built that in, built yep. in a structure to help support. I think it was um, a learner. Humble teacher. Then a ton. And here's, here's how I had there were. There's a ton on empathy and humility. I don't know. Do you think it was there? I think they were pretty touch with feelings. Yeah. And no, and nobody was a, oh, you know, they weren't centric. Some locked in CEOs can be. But anyhow. They, that means you shall, uh, share and sell with others. You're professionally generous. You share the spotlight. You create followership through um, vision and your own enthusiasm. Take pride in the company, not in yourself. Give the authority role for the last resort and use it as a failure. Um, using humor to show perspective. And we certainly, uh, some of the CEOs, and I can look back right now, won over followership for a hysterically funny moment mistake or human foible so yeah anyhow there's that vulnerability thing again yeah and that i i don't want to yeah i will it has a strong people orientation and they go into that put talent and attitude slightly ahead of experience and skill uh, it's an environment of coaching nurturing achievement and that they know how to see talent. It, I, I really think that's a quality in CEOs that you either smell right away and it's essential. Then they mentioned the reflection and self-awareness um, that you have to check for contrary points of view, not wait for them to appear in your office. Uh, balance structured thinking or science with the intuitive. And that with um, a multicultural group was very interesting. Yeah. Because some are, yeah. Be familiar with who you are and your impact on others to manage ego urges. Have you ever let your ego get the best of you? Gosh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, not in a way that I feel any sense of uh, uh, comfort in. <laughs> no, I have. I, in fact, I feel so badly about him. And I yeah about five moments i'm not sharing them today i'm not quite ready Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. you can almost feel an inflated ego starting to happen you kind of do take yeah. in more air and begin to pontificate a little so joyce i have a, 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 a is there more uh, that you yeah. want to share yeah. okay let's get through it and then i want to draw kind of a, a distinction and see if uh, it uh, if you find it to be true as well well, I'm laughing because it's patience. 
<laughs> and you're impatient with me, but they talked about, you know, no, being realistic about timelines that you don't, the storm, you prod, you um, trod carefully, you keep going. And it's yeah. a, all of these are a pain in the neck. When do you keep going forward and when do you pull a plug? There isn't a single top uh, level leader that doesn't have to do that. And it talks about integrity. Can't be guided by situational ethics. The organizational integrity needs to fall back on the values of the company. I'm raising this because it fits the time. It's New Year and time to reevaluate, like it or not. And um, our qualities that seem pretty steadfast in a growing good company. Yeah. Well, th there's two things. So I, uh, before we came on the air, we were talking about the New York Times connections game. And uh, what struck me is I listened to this list that they came up with, the sense of connectedness to what's happening in the world, what's happening in the organization, what's what is happening in terms of their impact on the organization. So what kept coming back to me was the ability to connect at many different levels, both with vision versus the day-to-day, -day, the here and now, uh, impact on team, impact on organization, energy. So th that strikes me. The other thing, you know, there's so much in the last 10, 15, actually 20 years about emotional intelligence. If you go down that list, almost all of them deal with emotional intelligence and the aspects of, of knowing affect and, and uh, uh, being able to read a room or read an organization or read the world. So, uh, you know, kudos to that, kudos to that group. Yes, I agree. And when you were talking, what I was thinking was how leadership at that level is like playing three-dimensional chess. Absolutely. And yes. I was also thinking of how sometimes you look at top the, the top level leaders sitting in their chair thinking, what do you do for a living? This. Yeah. You know, it's probably one of the biggest challenges uh, in my own career uh, serving on an executive committee is it, it was two things that were considered very important to be sitting at that table. The first is organizational perspective. Mm -hmm. So when you leave that room, you go back to your functional area, that's the hat you wear. But at that level, uh, having an organizational perspective and to own the hall and have excitement about the hall. Those are great words, but I found that very difficult. And I observed in others, that was very difficult to do, you know. Um, and, and I think the second aspect uh, that was difficult in what you said, we talk about that executive team has to be looking to the future and to be visionary and to be less in the here and now and day to day. There are people, competent people that literally can manage the business day to day. Uh, and that pull to be able to see down the road and to have conversations about that and to create some level of uh, consensus about what that vision is, that was clearly something that we should have done and did. But boy, there was an awful lot of draw back to the here and now. And I heard results, results, results. But um, that was, to me, a big challenge that at least I faced and uh, I think the groups that I worked with faced. 
And the, thank you. I think I'll stop right there to say thank you for your wise words that made sense of my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, you know, there's some unfinished business here, Joyce. You had some regrets about what you would have liked to seen happen next from this uh, in terms of how do you put legs underneath it. And so here's your opportunity to talk to our audience about how they can go forward now that they've heard this brilliant list that your group and they came can up also with. ask for a copy of that list if they'd like. Bobandjoyce.com. Send us an email. We'll get the list to you. I'm going to give a short answer to that. Store managers, I created learning groups in which they created the qualities they needed to do their work well. And then they began to self-evaluate and also cross give cross-position feedback. I wish I would have had that top group, one another. It would have taken probably a day. Which one are you weak in? Which one are you strong in? Get it validated by your peers. And how do you want to grow and how are you going to do that? And we'll come back each time for each executive meeting and spend a half an hour on where did you work on one of these elements, given the feedback received and what changed. And the timing, this is the first of the year. Uh, what a great opportunity to take that pause and ask the questions that you just asked uh, to look at the year forward. So with that, our work is done here. Joyce. Good year to you. Everyone. What I love about our podcast is uh, we share stories from the past that are not only uh, relevant today, but probably more relevant today than they were in this case 15 years ago. So as you start your 2024, uh, I hope that today's conversation uh, will be a catalyst for you to not only look at your own leadership, but also look at the efficacy of the team that you work with and perhaps try uh, this process. So with that, happy 2024. And until the next time, be well.